Hello and welcome. I am Public Affairs Supervisor Holly Walter, and I am thrilled to introduce you to Podsdale, Scottsdale's new employee podcast put together by the Office of Communication. Podsdale is going to be all about city news, interesting people, places, projects, and things happening throughout the city, but most of all, it is about you, the employee. So with that said, we do want you to be part of Podsdale, whether that's joining us for a future episode as a guest, sending us news to share, or even coming on as a co-host. Uh, today, though, I have my colleague with me, Public Affairs Specialist Stephanie Harada. She will join us every episode for what we are calling our Fast Five. That's right. Thanks, Holly. I'm Stephanie Hirata with five fast things happening around the city you need to know. We start the list at number five. Employee gyms, they're open. That's right. The workout rooms at City Hall, North Courtyard, and other city facilities are now open to employees. Of course, we have rules in place to keep things safe. Equipment will be sanitized and physical distancing is required. If you're looking for a good workout during your work week, Club SAR is another great option. It's open to the public and employees are welcome. Welcome to sign up for an employee fitness pass. Check City Point to learn more. Number four is all about becoming your own chef. Want to eat healthier but don't know where to start? How about four weeks on the A to Z's of making tasty food at home? You'll learn shortcuts and skill sets to plan, shop, prep, and cook. Sessions begin April 6th. Visit City Point to sign up. The Pony Express at Appaloosa Library is in our number three spot. It's a library self-service model that allows the public to enter and use the branch with no library staff on the floor, simply by swiping their library card. Registration for this new self-service option started March 8th, and Appaloosa became accessible to approved users on March 15th. Visit scottsdalelibrary.org for more. At number two, Earth Day. It's April 22nd, but in Scottsdale, we celebrate all month long. Scottsdale's Green Building Program will host two webinars. We're planning 51 new trees throughout the city, and the library will host a great waste audit so households can keep track of what they are disposing. We have a whole list of events and great programming happening in the entire month. Go to scottsdaleaz.gov, search Sustainable Scottsdale to find out more. Our number one Fast Five spot goes to Code Inspector Jorge Espinoza. Jorge was recently at Stonegate Park when he noticed a vehicle parked sideways in two handicapped spots and found an unresponsive female driver behind the wheel. Her doors were locked, so Jorge immediately called 911 and used his jacket to shield the woman from the sun. Scottsdale Fire arrived to provide treatment and transport the woman to the hospital. If it hadn't been for Jorge's heroic actions, the outcome could have been much worse. Jorge, kudos to you. And that's our Fast Five for this episode of Podsdale. Got something for a future Fast Five? Tell us by emailing communications at scottsdaleaz.gov. I'll turn it back over to you. Holly? Thank you, Stephanie. I look forward to having you on every episode to share our Fast Five with our listeners. And by the way, listeners, be sure that you're paying attention throughout the entire podcast because of whether it's our Fast Five or our interview, we will have a trivia question at the end of every episode. And if you email communications at scottsdaleaz.gov with the correct answer, we are going to enter you into a drawing for a fabulous prize. I can't reveal what that prize is right now, but I can tell you it is fabulous. Okay, and our Podsdale guest today comes from the library. We would like everyone to meet Erin Riley. She is our library adult services coordinator. She's been with the city of Scottsdale for about five years now. 
Thank you, Erin, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Holly. I'm happy to be here. To, to start things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were doing prior to joining us here at the City of Scottsdale? Um, well, uh, let's see. That's a good question. Right before I worked here, I worked in a tiny little post office inside a bike shop. Um, but that's a side story, which we could go into another time. Um, I did not actually take a traditional route to becoming a librarian. My background is in um, philosophy and law. And while I was in law school, um, getting my degree, I worked doing research for professors and worked in the library. And so when I went on to graduate school after law school, because I'm a gigantic geek, I um, ended up working for the dean of the law school um, doing library research. And I, you know, kind of really enjoyed that side of it a lot more. Um, I had young children then and um, working, you know, 90 billable hours a week in a law firm um, wasn't as appealing as it had been before I started law school. So um, I just got much more into the research. And so I worked in uh, public libraries and in um, academic libraries. And so when I saw that there was an opening here at Scottsdale at the library that I love to go to all the time, um, I applied and was lucky enough to get a job. And I started as um, the 20 hour weekend anchor librarian at um, the Mustang branch. And I worked Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays uh, for about a year and a half. And then um, I got a full time job. Uh, uh, became a lead librarian at Civic Center. And then when the job for the adult services coordinator opened up, I was lucky enough to be asked to interview and then um, get the job. So that was about, well, it was almost two years ago. And that's how I got here. Great. Well, that, that does sound like an unusual path. We might have to revisit that job at some other point. <laughs> um, but to move forward, let's talk about particularly what has happened within the last year with COVID-19. Uh, really, that has caused significant change within the library system. You've really had to be innovative. You've had to adapt to the pandemic, everything from offering curbside service. You've developed online library card registrations. Our branches were closed for a short while, but really the, the library never stopped operating, correct? That's right, Holly. We were able to keep our drive-throughs open um, even while all of our buildings were closed, which is really just a short period of time because uh, some of them reopened, uh, closed in March and reopened as quickly as June. Um, but even while anything was closed, we were offering services uh, through our drive-up windows and uh, we added curbside, as you mentioned. And that's when we were able to start um, getting people library cards online and um, letting them renew online so that they never really had to be without uh, the library services and materials. And you've also formed a virtual library branch there, among other things. Um, to kick this off, what is a virtual library? Well, um, as you already know, um, all of our physical library branches are named after horses, except for um, Civic Center, of course. We've got Mustang, Arabian, and Appaloosa. And so our virtual branch, which you can find on our website, is called Pegasus, uh, because that's a horse, a mythical horse. But this is a real um, place that, that kind of collects all of the information on our website about our virtual programming and services. And this has been developed in the last um, six to eight months. Um, it's something we had been working on anyway, but the necessity of uh, having to 
really rethink our services because of COVID-19 and um, think about more uh, contactless delivery for our services really spurred us to um, get going with this and find a place uh, on our website that we could collect all of this information for patrons. So there's information about um, how to get a library card online. Uh, there's information about how to renew your library card online. There's a lot of uh, programming that you can link to. We have um, story time programming and kids crafts and STEAM programming that's accessible. And then also our um, adult services programming that's available. Um, it can be linked from that Pegasus branch, which you can get to from the um, very the homepage of our website. Uh, we also though have links to um, other research databases and uh, information about our digital library, which has soared in circulation during the uh, time of COVID. Uh, we have a lot of people who um, are avid uh, library users who've never stepped foot in a physical branch because they can do everything they need uh, from reserving to borrowing to reading uh, right online. And that uh, all those digital services include books and audiobooks, magazines, uh, movies, uh, comic books, um, anything you can stream, you can access with your library card. We actually have also started a series of um, completely virtual programs called um, Books and More. And we have one that comes out of um, out of Civic Center Library, which is called Get Lit, and one that comes out of uh, Mustang Library called In the Stacks. And then we're going to have a new one uh, coming out of Arabian Library called Turning the Page. It's really an incredible variety of services. And to to take a look at this virtual library, and I love the name, by the way, Pegasus, that ties in nicely with our branches, but right? is it simply visiting the website? It is. You just go to our homepage and the first thing you'll see um, is Pegasus, uh, the virtual library branch, and you can click on it and it just uh, opens up all the services that are available. And of course, it's super easy for a city employee to sign up for a library card. You don't have to live in Scottsdale to do that, correct? That's right. Anyone in Maricopa County can get a library card and we do have on now. Um, so all you have to do is go to our website, click on uh, library card services, open the application, upload uh, a piece of uh, postmarked mail with your name on it and a utility bill that comes to your address um, and you're in business and you can live anywhere in Maricopa County and get a card for free. And we do actually deliver people's library materials right to their office um, or their workstation in the city. That's a service that we've been trying to do for Scottsdale employees since the pandemic started. Great. And that's simply scottsdalelibrary.org to get yourself set up to do that. That's right. Uh, let's, let's talk about your position in particular as our adult services coordinator. Um, you. You've probably had to make a lot of changes, I imagine, with the pandemic in place. Uh, what what do we offer, though, with adult services? And, and what is well, with that? our um, Well, our adult services are all of the programming uh, from... Uh, you know, on up. Uh, so um, our youth services uh, team was very quick off the block to get uh, virtual story times and different kinds of programming um, taped and um, ready for our youngest patrons. Um, and it took us a little bit longer, I have to admit, to try to get some of our adult services um, into virtual form. And one of the reasons is that we have a huge contingent of fabulous volunteers who've done a lot of the work um, here at the library. We have a great staff, of course, who are fabulous, but they are really supplemented for a lot of 
our adult services programming by volunteers. Um, so all of our ESL programs had been um, taught by volunteers and our computer literacy classes were taught by volunteers who had actually come over to us from the Violinda Senior Center where they'd been teaching computer classes for I think almost 10 years before they started here. So about uh, a year before the pandemic, we transferred that program here set of computers and set up a space and started registering for pe people for basic computer classes so that people could get, um, you know, just the basic knowledge they need to use Word or do Excel or um, make photo books, really simple things. Um, and those were among our most popular programs. Uh, and our volunteers uh, who were not allowed to work in the building um, have been able to transfer their programs uh, to work from home. And they're actually um, doing their volunteering mostly right from their own homes. Um, they're still, because of the COVID precautions, we don't have city volunteers in city buildings yet. Uh, so they decided they really wanted to take the ball and run with it and keep that program going. So we uh, use uh, our Teams, Microsoft Teams platform and put uh, the links to uh, meetings in our online calendar. Uh, we register people and the last class we had had uh, 55 people learning how to use Excel spreadsheets, um, which I think is amazing because if I could avoid learning how to use an Excel spreadsheet, I would do that. Um, but there were enough people who wanted to do it and we had a great volunteer teaching the class and uh, people said they really loved it. We had a great response. So we're going to try to expand that program virtually. We've um, expanded and added some volunteers and had some of our old volunteers take on new roles. And we have staff who are working with the volunteers uh, kind of as chat monitoring, you know, wing people uh, to help keep those programs running smoothly and make sure all of uh, the questions for each class are answered. Um, and it's just been a really great uh, way to transform something that we were doing that was going well into something that's going well in a new format. Uh, some of our programs, as you can imagine, uh, we were showing movies and we were having lectures and doing all kinds of book discussion groups. We have had um, most of those things be able to move online. Our book discussion groups have moved online. We've started some new ones and continued old ones. Uh, and our staff members run those. And we've had really great response from patrons. Um, and all of the things that we were doing that we'd really like to provide the public, we've really tried to find a way to continue to do them in this new format and in this new manner. It's so good to hear that we are doing those things in particular. We have so many great volunteers at the library and the we fact do. that we had to keep them home for so long was, you know, was difficult, I can, I, I'm sure. But the fact that we can bring folks back, have them virtual and in particular teach these literacy classes, because I'm sure that likely ties into many of the other things that you're offering within adult programming. It's absolutely it's fantastic to hear. Absolutely. Well, we have um, some other things that we're um, developing. We've gotten some grants this year for um, doing citizen science programs, which is crowdsourced scientific research. And we're going to be taking those programs um, online and making them virtual as well. And we're going to premiere some of that during um, April for um, Earth Day and Arbor Day, which is a big deal in Scottsdale. And we've also um, gotten a grant to provide um, like just basic legal 
research information for patrons, and we are going to make that virtual as well and put that on our Pegasus branch so that it's a link people can go to and see videos and learn about what kind of information we have that they might need. Um, so all of those things are, we've really taken a little time to rethink what we were planning to do, which was have programs and have a lot of people in the library and visiting and circulating all our materials. And we've really tried to make sure that we can still get people the information they need um, just in a manner that's safe and secure. Great. It's such a wealth of resources. And just to hear that we had 55 people attend a computer literacy class, it sounds right. like during this time, it's, it's an opportunity to really learn a new skill and you can do that right at home. Absolutely. We have other resources on our uh, website as well. We have something that's called Universal Class, which gives people uh, all kinds of classes ranging from, you know, French grammar to crocheting to abnormal psychology. You can take those right on the website. They're um, taught by um, skilled accredited professionals and you can get certificates of completion for some of the things that might improve your job skills or you can just take something for fun and learn a new skill. Uh, while you're not getting out, you know, and mixing up and doing other social things. Wow, I'm going to have to check that out myself. And it is to find cool. this ScottsdaleLibrary.org. Yes, where uh, you can you can find any of this information on our adult services programming and Pegasus and all the things right. that Erin has talked about. Uh, but not that she's not busy enough already, but to add on to that, I know that uh, I've, I've been fortunate to work with you and others from across the city on a Bloomberg Philanthropies training program that's focused on some humor, human-centered design. Uh, what we're looking at really is um, trying to find ways to reduce the number of non-emergency health-related calls that come into our 911 system. And what we have learned through interviews with residents and others, we have found that many of these calls are coming in from seniors and their caregivers because they are socially isolated and they don't know where to turn for help. How was how is that related to what you do, Erin? And, and what have you learned from that experience? Well, I think the um, the whole project has really been eye-opening for me, not just um, in relation to the problem that we've been working on, which you just described, but uh, with the ideas and the way uh, we're looking at solving that problem. I think that looking at um, getting uh, input from citizens, which is something we've done, and looking at a problem from the perspective of the people who are going to use our services rather than from uh, staff who are providing services has really been enlightening for me. And that really did help me uh, apply some of that and solve some of the issues I had when I was looking at um, how to make our services virtual. And I've been able to share some of that information, um, you know, at library management meetings where um, so many of our team have been working on the same kind of problems. So when we were looking at trying to put together a website and a form for people who wanted to sign up for a library card online, we're able to try to streamline it and think about about it from the point of view of the user uh, rather than, you know, what's going to be easiest for staff collecting that information. I think that that was really helpful. And I just oh, really like the idea of um, trying to remember um, that services are for citizens and that uh, citizen input is really important as we go about constructing those services. Absolutely. About listening to those needs and thinking about um, how we can offer whatever it is that patron needs. That's right. 
Do you have any parting words of wisdom that you can pass along to our employees about the library or its services or anything else you want to add about the, the things we've already discussed, Erin? Well, I think um, if you haven't been in a library for a while, you should really uh, take a look at our website and, you know, come into our open buildings because libraries have changed uh, from when we were all kids. There's a lot more going on and a lot more resources. You can find so many things uh, in the library that you couldn't even, you know, five or 10 years ago. So I think that's definitely worth a look. And I also think that as we're all looking at ways to manage as we get through COVID-19 and as we restart things afterward, um, you know, when I first thought about you know, basically my whole job was offering programs that people came to at the library and I had to look at it and figure out how to make that totally different. And it can be done. I guess that's really, I encourage everybody to really just um, not despair, but really to look at what they can do and um, they'll surprise themselves. I think we've all surprised ourselves here at the library and the response has been really great. Those are great parting words, and we are so thankful that you could join us on the program today and uh, take the time to talk to us about what's happening over at the library. And again, anyone who would like to learn more about uh, adult programming, about our virtual library branch, Pegasus, uh, the city's curbside service, any of the other things that Aaron talked about today, just please go to scottsdalelibrary.org. And thank you again, Aaron, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. That concludes our first episode of Podsdale, but we can't sign off without our trivia question. Remember, answer this trivia question correctly. Email communications at scottsdaleaz.gov and we will put you in a drawing for a fabulous prize. And we plan to announce that winner in our next episode. Here goes. What's the name of our virtual library space? Email communications at scottsdaleaz.gov with your answer. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a great time. I know I did, and we will be back in two weeks. So be sure to join us and listen in.